Welcome everyone, this is PlantTherapy.Live coming at you this week and live once again. <laughs> My name is Ray. And I'm Pache. <laughs> <laughs> New tracks. I knew you were, were going to love that. I've been hard at work here. <laughs> and we, we are live with you on YouTube and Twitch. And you can visit us on PlantTherapy.Live for links to our recordings after the show. Uh, welcome to everyone joining us tonight, both live and recorded. Head on over to Facebook and uh, go ahead and search us up and smash that like button. Pache. <laughs> you definitely Pache. new tracks. <laughs> Pache. Yo. We hit well over 500 downloads. Yeah, man. That was kind of crazy, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. How does that make you feel? Because like, I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because you know you sort of give me uh, give me some updates uh, almost daily, and um, so I knew you were sort of getting close to uh, the 400 downloads um, marker, and you're like, yeah, we just blew by 400 on our way to 500, and I think we're going to hit 500 today. I was like, what? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't so, make sense. You know, congrats to you. I know it's a small milestone, but I'm celebrating it anyway. Uh, you know, people are enjoying the content as well and downloading multiple episodes, which I think is absolutely amazing. Um, that means they didn't click on us by accident. You know? <laughs> or if they did, they were like, hey, I'm going to keep these fucking guys on the background. <laughs> How do I get off this page? <laughs> Let's play it all. I've been infected by a virus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah recipe for a home run show is by far the number one show so far so if anybody uh tuned in hasn't heard it yet let's get that one fired up and uh all you beginner growers out there be sure to go back and listen to season one because there's lots of good stuff there as well we are also live streaming from my four by four uh smart grow tent there as well so and i'm cool. having dumb problems <laughs> dumb problems with that so we'll talk about more of that in just a minute but uh, the key here is just go to planttherapy.live because it's all there it's all fresh and it's all for you you get it all at planttherapy.live and a very special shout out to chris ends this week uh, i was telling you earlier there pache he had his charges dropped uh, the other day so that's absolutely awesome very good very good yeah, yeah. inadmissible uh, evidence due to bogus uh, search warrant basically that they attained through bogus means so that made everything inadmissible so kudos to him uh you know but um let's get down to business how's it going over there with you and your purple kush it's purple kush time so just to give a quick um wrap up to what i was doing a little update so I started Purple Kush, let's see, 15 weeks ago. I am now in week number 15 and flipping the flower in two days. So it has been a, a long veg cycle, but it is uh, well worth it. I, uh, it's funny because I was sending you some photos today, and, uh, and, and you had thought that I had already flipped a flower. And uh, so I was, and this is a, a mistake that I made, but I had filled the net too much. And so now when I flip the flower and the stretch happens, I'm, I'm going to be running into some problems, some space issues. So uh, I think one of the, the solutions is to uh, utilize my 3x3 tent. That's not in use right now. And move one of the plants in there and move my Mars Hydro uh, TS-1000 in there and flower with flower one plant with that. And the other three plants will stay under my SF4000, my Spider Farmer 4000. And um, yeah, I think that's the uh, the way to go. And I'm going to set that up uh, in two days. And then, yeah, then the uh, the excitement and things will start getting real exciting real quick. Yeah, and just a little note for the scrog growers out there, right? It's You want to fill up about 70% of your net when you, you kind of flip to flower. You don't want to get it let it go too too late which is exactly what i did but no worries we kick it around we move forward oh yeah yeah it's a it's a lesson learned and um you know it's uh it's a sort of a good problem to have and i'm lucky that i have the second tent and light to sort of activate right away um 
So I've, I've got solutions in the bag without even really knowing it. So yeah, so nice. that, that's sort of where that's at. Um, I haven't added lime since uh, early October. Um, and my uh, the soil in the pH runoff, it keeps going up a little bit by little bit, even though I haven't added anything in uh, three weeks. Um, so I'm fine it for it to level off right about now. And the last watering, the last two waterings, I started to lower my uh, my pH. I've been keeping my pH pretty high, uh, up at 6.8, 6.9. And so now I've been keeping it around 6.3, 6.5. So now I'm starting to give it a little bit of variance in the, in the pH nice. range. But everything's looking good. And I had a big uh, day today of um, pruning and defoliating underneath the canopy. And uh, I'll be posting some pictures up uh, on our Facebook page this week. But, uh, yeah, it's it, there's a lot more airflow now. Um, you know, oh, deep, yeah, you went deep. Yeah, I went you deep. You went deep. Yeah, it was awesome, right? You can now see the light coming through. Yeah, and w w w when you look at the pictures, like the before and, and the after, it's like that's all you've gotten rid of so many potential problems that could potentially be over the next little while right yeah, absolutely that's if you're going to get a pest infestation it's going to start down there you know mm -hmm. in that material and if you're going to get powdery mildew it's going to start down there so good job thank you um you know it's i it's an ounce of uh preventative maintenance is worth a pound of uh of solution and cure so it's well worth it, you know, do a little bit of work now and it, it saves my ass in the long run. And uh, you don't want to have to be reactive. You want to be proactive. Good information. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty much where I'm at. And uh, so I'll be flipping to flower this week. And uh, next week I'll be able to have some different pictures and the pistols will be reaching out and going squirrely. Yeah, awesome. What about you? Very How's your uh, grow going? You're clipping right along. Oh, I'm clipping right along. I'm clipping right along. I can't wait to see what your purple kush are going to do first. Off, but, oh, um, yeah, me too, because I've been yeah. keeping the um, the temperature very close to the daytime temperature, like the nighttime temperature. And so now once I start getting into flowering, I'm going to be adding the uh, the molasses component uh, for the sh added sugars. And then I'm going to be starting to slowly drop that nighttime temperature to sort of kick off that defense mechanism and get those uh, purple hues and colors to, to start popping. Can't wait. Can't wait to see the so before and keep, after pictures. Keep the pictures coming because I want to see them. And we'll talk about it uh, next week again as well. So I'm just super excited to see what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, myself, today is day 35 of flowering. Ooh. And of, co of course, I am still under powdery mildew alert. Oh, I'm still de dealing with the devil's pixie dust. But devil's pixie yeah. dust. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't well, like it, that's but I like the uh, no the name. Yeah, you know that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm always poised with well, how do you do it in flowering, right? As with a lot of other growers. So what I opted to do because it did work for me the last time to add a little bit of control is, is I, I went with pH eight point five water. Ooh. So I just. Sprayed even the the flowers, you know the the branches, everything. Soaked them down. I left them out of the room for about an hour with two fans blowing back and forth, drying them off, make sure they were nice and dry before they went back into um, the four by four. So I had the feed uh, disabled for a little bit of time while I was doing that. That worked, you know. So we'll see what happens. Um, you're uh, so you're what you're at least ten days out from beginning your flush. Well, I was thinking about that today, so I went sixty five days the last time I do believe. Okay. So I'm gonna probably shoot for day fifty one. So I'm about two weeks away, I guess. Gotcha. About two weeks away. Yeah, I'm gonna give them nutrients for two more weeks. So. After that, uh, we'll go ahead and start to flush. But, um, wow, you know, all things considered, yes, I'm dealing with powdery mildew. But, you know, the most important thing that's happening here is I was able to identify it quickly. Um, 
I was able to get rid of the leaves that, you know, were infected and I was able to create an environment where it can't so easily thrive in a situation where I minimized the amount of anything that had to be around the flower material. So I feel like that's a win. So j changed all my, um, all my reservoirs and got those all balanced and I, I scaled back on the nutrients just a little bit. Um, no deficiencies or anything like that. Um, but I am just going to start the decline um, uh, of nutrients over the next couple of weeks until I start my flush. So uh, commerci commercially, that that grows going well. The the clones that, uh, that I cut, uh, a very large portion of them uh, are now rooted. But some were taken from... Well, they were all taken from plants that were already a week, a little over a week into flowering. So I do suspect the other ones are going to take a little bit longer uh, to root because of that. But uh, that living soil, I keep raving about it. I'm going to rave it about it uh, again this week. Uh, as uh, these plants get into flowering, they're a couple of weeks in now. You know, no nutrient additives have been given. The plants look mm. great. I'm so so impressed i'm watching them with a skeptical eye right because mm -hmm. it's the first time and you know it's just it's so so many things are running through my mind when i'm looking at them but the plants are really just exhibiting no signs of any deficiency whatsoever nice. the growth is the growth has been vigorous the plants look happy they feel happy you know when you're in walking around and having a look and Nice. That's B awesome. stands for victory, right? So that's got to make you feel uh, a sense of relief, because I know what you walked into, and uh, it was a bit of a, a a challenge. Yeah. So absolutely, and to have everything on the same system and on the same page, and to have everything moving forward feels pretty good. So uh, I'm always in a don't count your chickens before they hatch type situation. And I always feel like I want to knock on wood. Very wise. Right. When I talk about it, because yeah, cause so many different things can go wrong. Right. So you always, and so many different things can go right. And you just always want to be conscious of that. You never want to get complacent. Right. Um, you don't want to skip leg day <laughs> as, uh, as we said, kind of on other, uh, on other episodes, Pache, very important. No legs, leg day gets skipped. Uh, yeah, I never want to miss it like that. No, absolutely. But, uh, other than that, everything is going well. And then it's time for question of the week. I don't know why the trumpets make me laugh and smile so much. I really don't. <laughs> You know, it's a perfect opportunity to take a puff. That's what I did. Nice, you know. nice. They're the trumpets of puff, puffness. So that's why I added them, and I suggest you all do the same when the trumpets come on. That's our Like a hit from action. the bong. Our little cannabis army. <laughs> cannabis army, I like it. But yeah, the question of the week, this is something didn't fit. It's been trending, for sure, across all the different grow sites. Anytime something kind of new pops up, uh, and people start trying it and start talking about it, it, uh, it you know, it crea creates a buzz. But we don't t know too much about it, I guess, at the end of the day. So uh, we'll lightly touch on it today. But it's these Grove bags. What are, the th what are, what are everyone's thoughts on Grove bags, right? Because people are wanting to try them out, and they're kind of asking in the grow sites, um, you know, if anybody's tried them. Have you tried them, Pache? No, no, I have not. And I was thinking, what the hell is a Grove bag? I, I've never heard of that before. And so that this is a really, really new product. Yeah. Yeah, so I never heard of them either. So from what I can get, just based upon the people that are posting pictures and stuff, they're just apparently after the cannabis is dry, you can just put your cannabis in these bags and seal them up and that you don't have to burp them and they maintain the proper humidity and uh, I haven't used them again, like I said. So maybe the gases that escape are allowed to escape and things like that. Right. And here's the thing, though. Let me say one thing, right? Because sometimes there's a breakthrough in technology, which everybody goes, oh, I need it. And we all go grab it. And sometimes somebody reinvents the wheel. Right. And this is kind of, you know, on the surface, unless I'm missing something, I'm sure we'll find out more information. But on the surface, this is kind of what it sounds like. 
the the curing process uh really has been <laughs> you know <laughs> um using jars and if you know how to do that correctly it's uh, a beautiful process as Pat Jay knows getting in there having having jar burps every day and sniffing but it's, it's uh, like and, and here's the thing about turning it into a a commercial industry is business is very good at becoming efficient and looking for ways to cut costs and cut corners sometimes um and so it's driving products like this because now you don't have that labor intensive act of um opening the jars smelling them possibly taking them out if need be um going and then you know what's you know what sucks is sometimes you might forget that you've burped and you haven't put the stuff back in the jars you know next thing you know six hours have gone by and you're like oh shit yeah you know absolutely it happens anytime any anytime you can add a, a level of automation yeah to replace a potential human error situation i guess is good so you you do make some valid points there um i'm, I'm just sitting here listening to you talk and thinking about it and i'm thinking hmm they don't they don't store as easy long term i wouldn't think like there's nothing better than having jars that don't need to be burped anymore you know fill up a case of jars and kind of tuck them away under the bed or wherever your your stash is you know what i mean so it's so that they stack probably cleaner jars wood versus the bags but um yeah so i don't know we'll see now you're sending old fashioned <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I uh, I think these are really interesting. I um I I'm going to be anxious to watch this sort of unfold this technology, and and watch the reviews because I sort of live and die by reviews, and um, yeah because this you know it's a it's a, a black bag so it cuts out the the light and the ultraviolet light. Um, you know it doesn't if it's malleable in the sense that you can squeeze it or bump against it. I don't think that's going to be as good as a plastic jar, which offers that protection, and because you, you want to protect the trichromes, right? Um, so yeah, so there's going to be pros and cons for sure. I just don't know how it would work for long-term storage if it's if it's enough to replace burping, right? So it's going to obviously going to have to be letting out a little bit of humidity and letting in a little bit of fresh air. How does it stop doing that? Long term, so when you hit the long term storage point, and you don't need to burp anymore, nanobots. <laughs> so that's my question. Let's get these things Magic. Fired, up, fired up. Hey, hit us up on our website. Go to planttherapy.live and hit the little message button and let us know if you use them. I mean, there's a bud a buzz about them on the Webernet. I'll talk about them freely. Let's let's hear about anybody uh, and their experience. But we're gonna have a different conversation tonight, Bajay. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk a little bit about um, what's happened here in Canada and the legalization or is it so is it, it's legal now for people to use recreational cannabis. And that is something that is very new in the in the world, really. Yeah. yeah I mean, and technically it is legal. Yes, absolutely. Is it st- kind of prohibition 2.0 as well yes absolutely because there's more laws right you could be char- you could be charged with more different laws now under cannabis than you could before I, i'm not i'm not griping about legalization don't get me wrong their foot had to come off the gas of that at some point right yeah it was bound to happen i i mean i think it was bound to happen sooner or later and you know it's now, I don't know if I would have rolled it out the same way, but, you know, I'm just one person, you know, so, but I mean, for example, I would have probably liked to have seen it rolled out for 25 years of age and older. It would have limited the amount of users going into the, like, the, it would have limited that demand. And I think it would have allowed the supply side to sort of ramp up and, and get all their bugs worked out. Um, and then, you know, next election, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you then say, you know, okay, so now uh, we've, we've rolled this out and here's, it's been a great success. Look at all the money we've generated in tax revenue. Um, now, you know, we've, we've shown that we've been able to be responsible with as a society. 
Um, so now we're going to, you know, the, the liquor age is 19. So for example, here in Nova Scotia. So we're over the next four years, we're going to roll, you know, roll out the, um, the age change from 25 down to the age of majority, which is 19. You know, I, I think that might've been a slower way to go. Um, but you wouldn't have had nearly as much revenue. Yeah, you know, I feel like just as a whole blanket thing, I feel like all they had to do was turn it over to the existing market that was already there and just say, hey, we have a tax rate. We're going to go ahead and register everybody. Let's keep an eye on our product. Let's make sure we grow it with love. And then we'll have a department here that'll investigate product that's coming substandard from specific locations. And then they can work together to either improve them or bring them down, whatever the case may be, right? Then the government wouldn't have to get so involved, right? Like, we already had people that in all of these communities everywhere that were Yeah, communities everywhere. Right, communities. Well, here, because this kind of coincides with a stat that I thought was kind of interesting when I was getting some thoughts together. And you would suspect that, like, because cannabis is legal in Canada now, and there's lots there's lots of content in here for the U.S. listeners that are listening to this tonight, um, because if there's places out there that are just legalizing, then or this is kind of what's... <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of the things that are going to start to come and the, the thoughts that are going to come several years later when, uh, when when it's done and you got a chance to look back and, um, you know, kind of take a look and see what happened. But um, half of Canada smoked weed six years ago. Half of Canada smokes weed today. So even though there's access to everybody through the, you know, I can speak on Nova Scotia because that's where I've purchased cannabis in Canada so far. But um, it just seems to me like, yeah, Mm. legally. Mm. So it seems to me that, you know, wouldn't that number increase? Right? Wouldn't that number increase? Well, that's certainly an argument on one side of the the fence for sure. Yeah. But the numbers don't seem to back that up. Well, no. I just figured that once the liquor stores had, you know, walk in, you could just buy stuff legally that a lot of people that didn't have access to it prior, you know, were going to start walking, walking in. But I think what happened was, is it just redirected, right? Like half of the country back then is a different number of half of the country right now too, right? The percentage. Sure. So that, well, that doesn't mean the that percentages would be the, the same, but the amount of people, Right, exactly. That that yeah. doesn't mean that more people. Right, exactly. So there's definitely more people smoking smoking cannabis, but um, it's. I think it speaks for for a little bit of depth to the black market, right? Because even though you might not have known the guy, you might have known the guy who was getting it from the guy who was getting it from the guy. You know what I mean? And those those transactions took time, but you were still a cannabis smoker. At the end of the day, now you're just getting it quicker. Maybe if we can get a measurement on the amount of time it takes <laughs> versus the black market versus that, then well, I remember when uh, it, it first became legal. I did not go to the NLCLC for the, which is where you would go to purchase your your cannabis. Um, I I didn't go for the longest time because I was just hearing reports that it wasn't that good. The weights were off. Um, some of it was moldy, uh, you know, and, and these are just things that are unacceptable. <laughs> like, you know, you, you would never open, like go to your, to your dealer and, uh, have, have him or her say, you know, here, here's what I've got. Um, some of it's moldy, just so you know, uh, like, you know, they, they, they just wouldn't do that. Uh, and, and cause they wouldn't sell it to you like that because they're used to your repeat business um yeah and i i think i think when they legalized i I think they thought that they were going to snuff out the black market right i think that that's the approach that they really thought well this is our chance to like get rid of it altogether but i don't don't think they do i I don't think they did that do you think pache that the black market suffered since legalization suffered Uh, i think we'd have to define suffered um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it has wiped it out. I think it has played an impact. Uh, 
Um, but I think the, you know, the consumer is going to go to the product that they like. And if you like lower quality, um, you may gravitate towards either um, the, the pot store, the, the cannabis store, or if your dealer happens, if your black market dealer happens to provide you with whatever product that you like, you're going to keep going back to that channel. Um, I think it's probably been a, a really big benefit to a lot of people that either used to smoke it and you know lost their dealer and didn't really have um, a, a new way to obtain uh, their recreational pot or their medical uh, pot. So I think it's been a, a fantastic thing in that sense, you know. Um, and did you ex what did you think was going to happen? I did I thought they were going to fuck it all up. To be honest, um, <laughs> I, I did. I yeah. You know, I agree. You you take something that could work really really well, and and you get people that think they're experts involved and they're not, and. You know, the motivation isn't to make the experience better or the uh, quality of the product better. The the goal is to get reelected. You know, yeah. and, and so it, it taints it. And so I, I well, had low expectations. I really did. And I, I just didn't want any part of it. Uh, you know, I... You, you, hit, you hit a lot of points there that, that, that are super valid, right? Because of the... The shopping experience with the NSLC specifically is poor, right? You can't when you when they first opened, when you first walked in, you could see that there was uh, display cannabis, you know, and some of that stuff looked all right. It was in the display case, but you couldn't buy it. That that was stuff that they were just showing you what different strains look like. They didn't that didn't mean that they actually sold them, right? So it's like you can't actually see what you're purchasing. If you could, that's definitely going to avoid mold and, and getting, mm -hmm. getting low-quality stuff or, you know, or larf or, you know, real fluffy stuff, which has been lots of complaints that I've seen of people online, you know, taking pictures and, and posting what they got. It just looks kind of substandard, right? You, you, would, you would think that there would be a higher quality, because there would have to be some quality control and i'm sure there is it's not like everybody's doing this i'm sure these are isolated incidents and not the experience of everybody but um yeah it just seems to me like there's still websites popping up right mm -hmm. like that are not you know government sanctioned if you will you can get delivery I'm sure there's, uh, well, I know there's deli a delivery service here that you can go on, Project, just a website. You just That's crazy. Like, wow. And, and, and if we have them here, I'm sh definitely sure that they have them in the Halifax Regional Municipality. But, you know, that stuff's all illegal, right? And it's like, to me, the black market's kind of thriving and probably even found new ways to adjust, right, by making it more convenient because that's something that the – something that the government doesn't really offer. Well, right? well, I, right. I don't think, yeah. you know, I, I can't think of any, and maybe there is an industry out there where the government's come in and, uh, and has been successful at eliminating the black market. Um, I, I can't think of any. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, yeah. Ray, but um, so well, the black market is always going to be there. Yeah, so, some of the old, older websites that first that first launched, I won't say their names, of course, but some of the older websites, the very first pioneer websites, everybody kind of knows what I'm talking about. Like no one ever shut them down, right? Like all along, they've been they've been using Canada Post to deliver cannabis in Canada for 15 years now, 20 years now, and no one ever shut them down. Um, it's just it, it's interesting. It's like the people that got shut down were were the easy places the store storefronts and the places they could just kind of walk in what's really interesting and, is uh, the people that were doing the shutting down um are now running the businesses you know you, you see like top cops um i think there was a top cop in toronto and um and so he went from <laughs> being a, a police officer to opening and running a, a cannabis um business which I've seen that I've seen that you know and and so he 
he at least has the honesty to be upfront and say, look, whether I think it was illegal or should have been illegal or not is irrelevant. That was my job, and it was. Um, the moment it's not illegal, I'm jumping on this bandwagon because I know, you know, I, I can sell a lot of Doritos. And, you know, <laughs> violent crimes should go down because, you know, that's not what smoking cannabis is, is about. You know, smoking cannabis mm-hmm. is about enjoying life and, you know, communicating and, and sort of partnering and uh, fostering a more cooperative environment. Um yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I, why I love it. I've had some of the, my best conversations, and um, you know, you just sort of, you know, you go to smoke a joint somewhere. You know, you're at, you're at a party, and you go outside, or at a concert, and you go somewhere, and yeah, you, you know, somebody smells it, and they come and it's like, hey, man, you know, do, do you mind if I get a drag? Hey, no, sure, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then, you know, you have a new best friend. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. It happens. I've had tons of those experiences over my my. Uh, my life but um you know that that and that's all been black market stuff right and black market can produce very high quality and you know they have a market where they can show you what you're buying before you buy it and that makes for a better buying experience and i think that that's something that they missed right absolutely at no point yeah at no point you know did anybody look at this from a buyer experience you know let's increase sales perspective what they looked at it from was uh let's get make sure kids can't open it let's make sure nobody can see you buying it so even though they've lifted the stigma they've still perpetuated the stigma do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it, i mean sort of the stigma's changed a bit it's um you know it's a bit more accepting but you're, you're you know they, they still want you to um sort of go into the back way and you know, go in behind the curtain and do your business there. So it, it feels a little, I don't know, weird in that sense, um, where you have to sort of go into a separate room. But I get it. You know, I, I, I do get it because um, it, it's it's better than not having it. Um, it's better than meeting somebody in a parking lot um, and, and buying that way, you know, which we've all probably done. Uh, yeah, the packaging is just so the packaging is so excessive, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's... I, I, no, I, I don't seriously. understand that. I mean... You, here's the thing. You can... And I hate having to make a bear things like this, but, like, a child could, could get the cap off of a uh, one-liter bottle of vodka and drink that easier than they would be able to fiddle with all the cannabis and get the package open and get everything up. Like, there's just, you know... There's no way. Like, why couldn't we just put? We know that we know that the numbers on keeping uh, alcohol out of children's hands. You know, why why couldn't we just put twist off caps on the cannabis packages? Well, I, I think, and I I don't know. I I'm just sort of everything that I know in, in, on this sort of topic in this way is anecdotal. But yeah, I, I seem to feel that the episodes or the instances of accidental in- ingestion of, of a, a child eating edibles or pot or a, a pet you know eating um, edibles or, or pot I, I feel like that's when something has been carelessly left out uh, now I don't know if that is the case in the majority well, it's funny or not. you bring this up it's funny you bring this up right because this kind of correlates to exactly what I'm thinking about right um, just on the whole theme of black market for for just a minute some some of the cbd stuff that people are selling online mm-hmm. right doesn't actually have any cbd in it at all um there's been people that have been testing this stuff and in some cases there's thc and no cbd and there's actually reports of people getting thinking they're getting cbd and using it like before they go to work and ended up oh. dosing themselves with 50 60 milligrams of of thc before they went into work and having a huge problem it's a oh, sin man. yeah that's a complete uh, sin so you know that sparks up the whole topic of the quality control right like the fact that that these sites can exist and the fact that these sites can sell this stuff like i mean i'm all for 
real medicine, CBD for your dog, right? Like you're saying, CBD for this, CBD. As long as you know you're getting pure CBD. When a, when a licensed producer makes CBD, they're actually isolating the CBD, you know, crystal. Mm-hmm. And, then they're, and then they're making medicine with isolated CBD crystal in its purest form. Right, they're not going to use CBD like the home grower is going to use CBD, or like you're going to purchase CBD flour, for instance, at NSLC because they do have some of that stuff. Almost like when uh, I harvest the um, the trichomes in making hash, but in that process, you're, you're just harvesting the uh, the trichomes, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they could be CBD. Yep. So that's something. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, but it's just something that I think is interesting. And if any places or any listeners are out there living in cities or towns or places that are just kind of legalizing, you know, these are the types of, uh, things that we're experiencing here. I mean, I think the black market just kind of reshuffled and has kind of done its thing. It's adjusted. Still, it's adjusted. You, you can go online and look at, a good photograph of what you're buying and have that delivered to your door. There's no doubt about it. You know, you can't necessarily do the same thing with uh, any other type of a shopping experience. So, you know, I haven't purchased anything from an online place that showed up with spider bites in it or anything like that. You know, I ha- I haven't had anything to complain about. I've never purchased and got moldy, moldy weed delivered, anything like that. Um, so there is a level of quality control, right, from the people that are sending this stuff out stuff out but i think specifically with the cbd there's a lot of mischievous people coming in coming out to play in the cbd hype mm. you know what i'm saying i'm not surprised you know what i'm saying yeah so just be careful if you're if you're buying the stuff right like i'd be more comfortable buying cbd from somebody that made cbd oil from cbd plants and even though it might only have a couple of percent THC in it or whatever, like I'd be more apt to have that than to buy it just from some random person that made it and they don't know where it came from or from some online thing because sometimes they're using hemp seed oil, right? And not ju- not oil for CBD. It's like you got to read the back of this stuff. And they're buying. Lots of people are getting bought into this stuff. And here's the thing: we're at a point where people are finally starting to change their opinions and attitude about cannabis in general. We don't want to mess this up. Absolutely. With people there in the corners with snake oil, taking some of these new customers that are coming to try to use cannabis legitimately or CBD legitimately for some of their ailments and to get something that's not actually what they're buying at all and then have them be totally turned off or have a bad experience altogether. Yeah, it's It's an opportunity for somebody that is an entrepreneur and thinks long term and wants to build a brand um you know this is such a young industry and it's an exciting industry to be getting involved in um i can't wait to see it in 15 10 years you know it's um i I never thought i would live long enough to see us be able to smoke pot out in public right now mind you it's in designated areas but that's fine um, I was always a stoner, right? And people would always say, do you think cannabis will be legal? Well, people didn't even say cannabis back then. It was weed. Do you think weed will ever be legal? And I always used to say, yes, yeah, someday, but not in my lifetime. Yeah. That's the way I always answered that question, right? So when, when it finally did happen, I mean, um, you know, it was, <laughs> I was really shocked. Oh, yeah, me too. I thought it was going to be one of those things where uh, they, it's a promise, and then they get elected and, you know, uh, we had other priorities and uh, next time, you know, next election. That's what I thought yeah. was going to happen. And then when they w- went through with it, I was saying, wow, okay, they, um, yeah. they're going to me- they're they're mess create- it up, but I'm glad they're, they're moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, and then they created a brand new market in Canada. Oh, yeah. Right? And then they created a brand new market and then they took a monopoly over it all in the same regard right like they only had so many licensed producers that were able to produce cannabis in in canada already due to medical cannabis right these were like the the recreational is an extension and a scale up of the of the medical cannabis in canada right Mm -hmm. like the recreational is managed by health canada just like the uh just like the medical is 
Um, but it's just, uh, you know, people are seeing that the ploy is over now, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot, it's not just about cannabis, you know, being legal. It's about people knowing that they can see people at parties, like you were saying before, Pache, you know, that people can bring out some cannabis cookies and some people can have them and it's not, you know, the stigma has changed definitely for sure. And it's become more, more acceptable in, in a lot of different places and, you know, it, that, that part of it is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, right? Because for years and years and years, we were going to private places and stuff to, to get high, right? Because you don't want people to know because they would think that you were a dope head Degenerate. or a stoner. Or, exactly. <laughs> and whether or not they were right or not, it wasn't for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 exactly. But yeah, leave it to the LC, right? For the most boring experience ever. It's so poor, right? Like, don't put samples on display that you can't buy. That's what I, like, if you can provide me a spot where I can see the cannabis and look at the jar and potentially have a little sniff sniff of it, you know, I'm way more apt to go, to go there all the time. Right. And that's just, that, that's an experience. I don't understand why the, why the LC had to go so deep, you know, into the way that they did it. They just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's all politics. It's. Yeah, they're delivering it like it's a medicine, you know, to everybody. But it's not a medicine. It's a, not to everybody. To some people, though. no. Yeah, like it's it's easier to get into like <laughs> other things that are way more harmful. Like I just w- what we're doing to the earth in, in that regard is just I don't even want to think about that. That's just incredible, right? The packaging, the sticker, the bag, the sticker, the packaging, the first layer, the the presentation box on the inside, the right, you know, the styrofoam or the or the the, the base that everything sits on, whatever the case may be, it, over and over and over again, only to only to do a gram. Can you imagine for a ten dollar purchase and a little bit of tax? They're, they're you got three dollars in pla- packaging and and that plastic is going to be there for three million years before it degrades, just for one gram of weed. It better be good weed. Uh, it's I can't even think about that stuff. It's, well, that's uh, business. You know, as for you know, that's business. And, and I'm not saying that as a as a justification, um, or mm-hmm. it's a good thing. I'm just saying that that's what happens when businesses evolve. It's about um, it's not about protecting anything except for uh, the business and you know shareholder dividend. When it comes to business, there's nothing more important than shareholder dividend, right? Right, they take the love out of it because yeah. there's no love metric involved in dividend or shareholder or anything like that, right? You can't yeah, incorporate. There's no love price to earnings ratio that. to love ratio. Right. <laughs> so there, there's companies out there that know they if they don't trim so deep when they're trimming that they'll have so much more product weight overall and it'll generate m- more bottom line at the end of the year. Do you know what I mean? So I get. That, that that that's another talking point right because it's there's 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 more places producing it now yes but you know there's no, not a lot of consistency among all the products right there's so much red tape involved that the cannabis is so dry by the time you get it and a lot of places are adding moisture packs nowadays and i do appreciate that every time i pop in which is not getting less and less frequent these days mm-hmm. you know but um getting cannabis like that so six months eight months 12 months later right it's a that i don't know you know fresh you know how i feel about fresh cannabis absolutely and and i i'm really appreciating the emerging markets that that has really spun off like the the oils the extracts the edibles um, the medical research that's going on and much needed medical research um, right. The lotions, salves, bath bombs, you know, uh, there's now weed parties, you know, where people are just sort of trying things for the first time. Um, and, uh, you know, you and I remember when we were young and we tried it for the first time and man, everything was just the funniest thing ever. Like, oh my Lord. Yeah, it was just a, a ball. What a, what a wonderful, happy experience. Right, and for me, it was like listening to music was just so intensified. Oh, and especially if you're sharing that with somebody else that is going through that same experience, and yeah, it's it becomes very a very very powerful bonding experience. 
Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I don't know. Will, will they be open to making changes? Right, moving forward. I think so. I, that you know, I think what I'd like to be able to see is I'd like to be able to see you know like a mom and pop shop be able to open up and grow a hundred plants and you know just uh, have their different product to, line and. Yeah, and, and potentially be able to, you know, send it off and get clearance and be able to sell it themselves. Mm -hmm. As opposed, just follow the rules and then just kind of sell it themselves locally. You know what I mean? Here's what we've got local at home, right? Those places would be busy. And then you just send the government their, their percentage, right? But until we get to that point, right, is it ever truly, you know, did they ever truly legalize it, you know? I don't know. Like the full de decriminalization, in my opinion, would have been the best. I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate but. where you're coming from there, I, and I agree. I mean, you know, it's you know, if I travel from me to you, and I want to bring you, you know, let's say you helped me, and this we actually did this. Um, my, you helped me so much through my first and second grows, and in my third grow too, um, that I brought you an ounce and as it just as a gift um but if i had brought you two ounces at the same time that would have been wrong that would have been illegal if i, I could easily bring you one get one ounce come back right bring you another ounce that's that's legal but not at the same time right. you know and, and i get there has to be a limit um but they, you know, they don't have to set the limit so low. I mean, I get it. Maybe, maybe we set the limit, you know, at a pound. Yeah, and I'm hoping it, it, it's know. a starting point. Like they, it's a, a target to shoot for. And now that we've shown that we can handle that target, maybe we can start improving the process and the experience. Yeah, and I'm grateful to be able to gr to grow at home. Oh, right? if it wasn't for if it wasn't legal to grow, I wouldn't be growing. You know, uh, I. I was arrested, you know, Bajay, in a in a medical grow years years ago. You know, had a pistol held in my face the whole the whole nine yards. Troublemaker. To, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm not gonna lie. When they did kind of do this this legalization, I I did breathe a sigh of relief. You know, because I was actively growing non medically. Um, you know at some of those times mm -hmm. years ago so um it was a kind of a breath of fresh air in, the, in in that regard but i just feel like they just took it and they kept it all to themselves you know they didn't they didn't allow the, a celebration of this brand new multi-billion dollar industry you know occur and, and invite local businesses and communities and mom and pop shops and stuff to join the party right they they created a monopoly and then they took the purchase of it and they made the purchase of it or they created a brand new market and then made a monopoly out of it by routing all the purchases through them it brings up so many things that we didn't get a chance to talk about i mean i could talk about this stuff for for days and days and days and we don't have the time for that tonight but i mean legally right now we're not even supposed to be purchasing seeds that are not um, supplied by you know government licensed producers right yeah like you know what about that mom and pop's breeder that's you know growing and putting the putting the time in and, and probably has the best stuff around waiting for that breakthrough finally getting some momentum you know can't legally where like where's your place in the market right like where how how can we get you up here now so you can celebrate your your work over the years and you know, this is something that they're going to come to find out once the results of all their official tests come in that that we were right over the years, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't get that many people to use cannabis and and have benefits and 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 stuff like that. You can't have that many people come forward and and not have a huge change kind of take place from that, right? And that's exactly what happened. You know, the work by Rick Simpson and the work by. Um, all of these other advocates, right? The uh, Jack Harers and stuff like that. Like years and years and years of them, of them guys, you know, letting people know that that it was it was a different story. It was from from what people were were telling everybody, right? And just to get to this point and to know that 
you know we're getting close to to, to more change potentially um they isolated another another uh cannabinoid eh oh what's it too yeah it's a thcp Ooh, thcp yeah. that sounds like it might be yeah. my favorite yeah, and it's 30, to- 30 times more uh, potent than THC. Oh, my God. I knew it was my favorite, he says. Hey, that P stands for Pache. Uh, uh, <laughs> THC Pache. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too funny. But, yeah. So, anyway, it was great chat on this whole topic. Uh, you know, like I said, we could t- t- talk about this freely for, for a while. But it was nice to be able to bring our listeners in on on this because these are the types of things that you and I talk about when we're just kind of having some friendly conversation. And if you're in an area where it is still illegal, we feel your pain, brothers and sisters. And hopefully that will change in the future. Uh, continue the pressure and um, know, like... This is where the trend is moving. This is where society is moving into accepting this as a uh, perfectly fine recreational uh, use as well as a medical use. So uh, hang in there. Don't despair. Um, Light up. Look up at the stars. Uh, We'll be looking up at the same stars. Uh, Unless, of course, maybe you're over in Australia. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So light up. Enjoy. Enjoy. appreciate what you do have because uh, you know we we've outlined some complaints and some things that they could have done better but i'm really thankful that we live in canada and we have the freedoms and the luxuries and the privileges that we do have Um, i think we're extremely lucky and i know everybody says that they're from the best place uh, on the planet but um we're just we really are we're so very very lucky and um I'm really appreciative of that, and I, and I recognize that. Not everybody has these same uh, benefits and uh, luxuries that we have. Yeah, and I, I truly second pretty much everything that you said, and it does lead me to my next uh, question for you. Yes, I'm going to go get real high. What mm-hmm. was that? Yeah. Oh, is this Halloween? Yeah. Is that what's going on there? What are we going to do? That's right. Halloween next week. So. Do we dress up? (laughs) (laughs) So you're driving this one. You just get at me, Wolfie, and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, I just wanted to kind of put that on your radar. All right, we're going to have some spooky sound effects, and uh, maybe, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the, um, uh, like, I wonder, did the pilgrims, they must have smoked pot. I wonder, wonder, if, we could, <laughs> I wonder if we can find something like that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll work on something. We'll try to find uh, a decent storyline for everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, once again, my name is Ray. And I'm Pache. And you can uh, join us next week as well for our Halloween special. And thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Pache, anything else? No, have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye.